Welcome to In the Know by Diane Schindler. This is Diane Schindler speaking. I'm the host of In the Know, the podcast show. I'm an author, a presenter, a solo nomad, a travel blogger, and a photographer. So this podcast show includes writing tips, travel tips, and my views of life from savvy and thoughtful to quirky and humorous. I hope you enjoy the show. Hello, this is Diane Schindler. I'm the host for In the Know. Today, we're going to focus on the novel Just a Girl, a novel that I wrote in 2017. First, I will read the back of the jacket of the novel, and then I'm going to read an excerpt. That is, I'm going to read chapter two. I hope you enjoy. Even before she has the words, young Paula knows. She's not like her family. She wonders why her older sister is mad all the time. Her mother whimpers and cries, but Paula knows she isn't sad, really. When her daddy dangles Paula dangerously over the bridge of the greater Miami River, why does he have that little grin? She would never be like them. She would never act like them. Rather than rebelling, Paula separates herself, becoming an observer of the antagonistic Malay. Eager to escape an oppressive environment, Paula, at 17, leaves for Washington, D.C. to clerk for the FBI. She begins her life never to be like her parents or her sister. Her choices and life decisions will be unemotional, sound, and rational. Or so she thinks. A girl-to-woman story steeped in emotional highs and lows, secrets and suspense, Just a Girl is intended for those who have struggled to overcome a challenging childhood, only to face a set of new adversities created by their own doing. Just a Girl, a coming-of-age novel about innocence, isolation, separation, and discernment, was ranked sixth best coming-of-age fiction by Amazon upon publication in 2017. So that's the back jacket. Let me read to you then chapter two. Now in chapter two of the novel, Paula, the protagonist, is five years old. She's about to have a birthday. And her sister, Rachel, eight years old. Chapter two. Paula, Rachel, help me put these groceries away, their mother said. They quickly put the potatoes, onions, canned goods in the kitchen closet, milk and Velveeta in the icebox and cereal in the cupboard next to the Melmac dishes, Wonder Bread in the aluminum bread box, and Reynolds Wrap in the drawer next to the sink. Paula sat on the floor marveling at the crate of brilliant colored oranges. She used both hands to grasp each orange from the wooden box and press it to her nose, breathing in the sweet fragrance. She placed them in a brown paper bag, counting 12 oranges in all, and turned the top of the bag down, just like she saw her mother do so many times. Now, 
she could get a good grip on the bag. With a little struggle, she raised the bag to her chest and wrapped her arms around her treasure for easy transport. She sneaked across the kitchen floor and out the back screen door, turning to catch the door with her hip before it slammed to avoid its signaling her escape. Meanwhile, her eight-year-old sister Rachel unwrapped the rolls of toilet paper, 20 in all, and stacked them on the kitchen table. She ran to the end of the hallway. Come on, Mom, I'm ready. Okay, her mom said, here we go. Her mother gently tossed the first roll. Rachel caught it with ease, placing it on the bathroom closet shelf. Her mother tossed the second, more firmly this time. Again, Rachel grabbed it in the air and swiftly put it on the shelf. Just at that moment, another roll came toward her, but she latched on, and then another, and another, faster and even faster, careening through the hall, slamming on her chest, her legs and her knees and her head. <gasps> Rachel squealed with laughter, which of course made her less effective. Toilet rolls ripped apart and white paper streamed across the hardwood floor into the bathroom and through the bedrooms. The toilet paper toss was the best part of shopping. And in the end, Rachel fell to the floor, cracking up, gasping for breath. I'm getting better, Rachel said. I'm really getting better at this. Yes, you are, her mom said, but look at this mess. Come on, we got to pick it up. Your daddy will be home. So hey, wait a minute. Where's the oranges? I know I bought oranges. They scanned the kitchen, cluttered with empty brown paper bags. Rachel held up a crate of oranges. Half are missing, she said. Paula! Her mother called. Silence. That little shit. Go get her, her mother said. Rachel sprinted outside, slammed the screen door, jumped down the porch steps, and ran to her sister's usual hiding place about a hundred yards from the house, through the narrow path, almost hidden by overgreen weeds, across two vacant lots. There she was sitting in the four-foot round concrete drainage pipe, legs crossed, cradling the open bag in her tiny lap, passing out oranges to five boys. Here's yours, T.C., Paula said. Bud, take this one. You want one, don't you, Mick? Paula, how many times we got to tell you, you are in such big trouble. Rachel grabbed the half-empty bag and pulled her sister by her arm. Rachel, I'm sharing, Paula said. Come on, we gotta go. Back at the house, her mother, arms folded across her large breasts, clad in a yellow plaid dress, soiled at the pockets, leaned on one leg with her head cocked. She shouted from across the yard, Gonna keep tying you to that clothesline till you learn, Paula. You gotta stay in the yard. And all those oranges, they're for us. We can't feed the whole neighborhood. Come on now, Paula. Come on. We gotta get you cleaned up. It's your birthday. Am I five today, Paula said. That's right, and your daddy's gonna take you for a walk. Now come on. Her mother ran the bath water and helped Paula undress. Now get in and lay down, get your hair wet. Where's Daddy taking me? It's a surprise. Birthday surprise, because I'm five? Her mother washed Paula's hair with bar soap, rinsing the first time in the tub water, the second time under the spigot. She squeezed the excess water from Paula's hair and wrapped her in a towel. 
lifted her up out of the tub, and rubbed the scratchy towel on her head. Now hold still. I need to get those knots out of your hair. Ouch! Shh! Her mother snapped the hairbrush on Paula's shoulder and continued to tug through each tangle. Ah, there now. We're finished. Go get your favorite dress and put these panties on. Paula stepped in and pulled up her white cotton panties. She had two dresses. She picked the blue dress with the big yellow collar. She slipped it on, and her mother buttoned the back and tied the belt in a bow. Here, she said, put these on. Paula put on her white anklets and freshly polished black and white Mary Janes. She was admiring herself in the mirror when her daddy walked into the room. He was tall with wavy auburn hair and bright green eyes. He loomed over her. She turned shy in his shadow. He took her hand, big, warm, and scratchy. It swallowed hers. She couldn't remember her daddy ever holding her hand before. It felt good. They walked through the front door, down the steps, over the narrow sidewalk to the road. Paula was never allowed near the road too many cars. Now with her daddy, she was closer to the road than ever before. But with her daddy, she could be near. She could even be on the road, just just the two of them holding hands. Her chest swelled. She liked that big, warm feeling. It was like the purring sound the neighbor's fat, furry cat made when she hugged it. And he smelled good, like the grease in his garage, his boots crunched on the gravel. She skipped to keep up with his long legs, kicking stones up in the air. Don't scuff those shoes. Paula didn't know how to skip without kicking the stones, so she just picked her feet up higher. She looked up, squinting to see his face, searching for his approval. But the sun was too bright, and he was too tall. They waited for the corner street light to turn red before crossing the road to Five Points Hardware Store. Come on, hurry, he said, pulling her to the other side of the intersection. Dropping her hand, he pushed the hardware store door open for her to step inside. When she got inside, she reached up for his hand again, but he motioned her to follow him. Which one do you want, he said as he pointed to a row of bright red wagons. Me? For me? Pick one. Which one? Paula didn't know which one to pick. She folded her hands together under her chin. She swayed her shoulders back and forth and looked down, watching her favorite blue dress twirl. Paula! She pointed to the wagon with the wooden sides. He swept her up and sat her down inside the wagon. Hold it to the sides here, he said, as he took the handle and pulled the wagon to the front of the store. She was too excited and had to struggle to sit still. How much do I owe you? he asked the cashier. Eleven ninety nine plus tax, that's twelve dollars two cents. Twelve dollars and two cents. He threw the bills and two pennies across the counter. Paula wanted him to hold her hand again. She scrambled to get out of the wagon. No, 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 stay in. But Daddy No, 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 stay in. He pulled her out the door across the intersection onto the gravel all the way back home to the backyard up to the porch. positioned the long handle back toward Paula, still sitting and holding the sides of her new wagon. Happy birthday, Paula, he said. Her mother, looking through the screen door, said, Well, wow, 
That's a radio flyer. What do you say, Paula? Thank you, Daddy. Her daddy and mother turned and disappeared into the house. She sat there in her wagon, remembering their walk, his hand, her hand, her chest, and the purring. Her daddy did all of this, especially for her. She thought to herself, just me and my daddy, not mother, not Rachel. He did it just for me. Nothing had ever felt so good before this birthday. Paula loved being with her daddy more than anything, even more than her new radio flyer. That's chapter two of Just a Girl. I hope you enjoyed it. I'll have a link in the episode notes in case you want to purchase it. Thank you so much for listening to this episode in the know. I hope to see you next time. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for listening. If you would like to support in the know, you can do so by subscribing and sharing in the know with your family and friends. You can like this episode. You can leave a comment and even add a rating. Your support is very important to our success. And thank you so much for listening. See you next time on In the Know.